2: I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we're going to be having so much fun because we're talking with a gentleman about having aha moments, and we really must do more of those. And so, please join me in welcoming Mitchell Levy to our program today. Welcome, Mitchell.
0: (laughs) Deb, you know, it was... It, we had so much fun in the preliminary conversations. Like, hey, maybe we should start. Let's hit the record button and let's. By the I way,
2: yeah, we might we're, have we're missed not getting all this serious.
0: Content. Yeah, we're not getting serious. We're just having more fun. We just now are letting other people share. It
2: right, right. You know, and 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 it's funny. People always ask me what I get out of doing my podcast. I get to meet some of the absolute coolest people and have some of the most fun conversations. Even, you know, I talked to, uh, I've talked to lawyers. I've talked to tax people, not always the most scintillating conversations, but I still have a good time. And then, you know, there are people like you, I know that, you know, when, when it's going to be time up, we're not going to want to end. So, you know, I guess that means we really should start rocking and rolling, though.
0: We should. <laughs> although, I, what I will say,
2: mm-hmm. I, I'm not
0: convinced, if you do it right, that you can have a really exciting conversation with a lawyer or an accountant, right? The, mm-hmm. but Because what those two professions have, which are really fascinating, is they have an overall view of a number of businesses. Right. So, if you ask the right questions, mm-hmm. you can get... Best practices from multiple industries, mm-hmm. and and you can learn from that.
2: Oh, definitely. I just got.
0: I have to show you this. But so for those that are those that are listening uh, versus seeing, I'm holding up a piece of paper I got in the mail yesterday. It's yes, the I U.S. Saw
2: that on Facebook. Woo-hoo!
0: It is the Aha that trademark from the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, and I'm I'm so excited. To, to actually say I did that. And then one of my friends asked me today, so did you hire a trademark attorney or did you do it yourself? And, and so here's one of the things I thought I'd say. In your business today, mm-hmm. there are four things you just fundamentally need to do. You need to know how to be a salesperson. If you're mm-hmm. not a salesperson, don't be the CEO of your company, period. Right. And okay. you're
2: always a salesperson. Don't make and, faces at it.
0: And, and by the way, if you want to be successful in any business, in any in anything you do, you want to get married. You 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 want to go to dinner. You, you got to figure out how to be a salesperson. You now want you also a have to market, mm-hmm. right? So sales and marketing, two different jobs, are are somebody's most important thing. the The third thing is you got to really be a good project manager.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You got to be organized. You got to get stuff done because otherwise, there's just so much coming at us. We we just don't get things done. And then the fourth thing is you got to have a little bit of lawyer in you. Mm-hmm. So I could have easily spent three, four, five thousand $5,000 on legal fees to get the trademark. But you know, I, it was one of those things I want to learn about it. I wanted to do it. This is not my first trademark I applied for. So I, I did it myself. And then when the, when the government comes back, as they always come back and say, tell me about this and tell me about that. I just craft a really pretty letter. And so, The the thing is if you if you snap your fingers and you're getting five hundred a thousand dollars an hour, you know, hire trademark attorneys. Otherwise, you know, depending on the you know, you're less than a half million in in revenue or even between a half million and a million, so less than a million of revenue, you know, it's not a bad thing to get a little bit of lawyer in you. Mm -hmm. I've signed over a thousand contracts. If I had a lawyer involved in each of those, I'd still be paying off the debt.
2: Right. Right. (laughs) Well, it's funny. Earlier today, I recorded a program with a lawyer, and we talked about Trademark, actually because I had seen that you had just trademarked that yesterday. Oh, cool. And I have trademarked the Business Power Hour. Makes sense, right? Beautiful. And and I admitted to him that I had done it myself also. And I could tell he was being polite and cringing on the other the other side. But, um, you know, and, and obviously there are times where we do have to hire those people. Just like I tell people, you know, I might be able to diagnose that I've got the sniffles, but if I need open heart surgery, I'm probably going to go to a heart surgeon.
0: <laughs> well, I think the question becomes on something like that, you have to look at the total time spent. Mm-hmm. So I might've spent a total of 10 hours on a right. trademark, mm-hmm. right? And and so I knew up front that I wanted to learn. I wanted to grow what it forced me to do before you actually even write what the trademark is about. You're Mm -hmm. going to research your competitors. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Who are people with similar names? What Mm -hmm. categories did they put it in? What verbiage did they use Mm -hmm. that made sense? And so, by the way, just so you know, you should be doing that anyhow (laughs) as part of your business. Mm -hmm. And so what. What a lawyer would be concerned with is you not saying what you should have or not making it as broad as you could. Or And I understand that. I also, because we are a done-for-you book publishing firm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm concerned with how much time are you going to spend writing your book and are you doing the right thing? So, Because right. we have a done-for-you service. So I don't mind people write their own book. Mm-hmm. That said, if you're in business to make money... The, the word writer wasn't one of those four things, no. sales, marketing, mm-hmm. <laughs> project management and lawyer. Mm-hmm. So if, unless you're getting paid to be a writer, you should not write your own book because mm-hmm. your time needs to be spent bringing in clients.
2: Right. You know, and it, it is, it's one of those things like I love tinkering on my websites. They're all on WordPress. They're all in the same theme. You know, And, and so it, then it is okay. It, Am I losing money because I'm having fun tinkering on my own website where I should hire it done or am I just having fun? And so I do kind of the combination, you know, if I can do it fairly quickly, I do it myself. There are times where I know I have just, you know, it's it's going to kill far too many brain cells somebody else can probably fix it in five minutes. And so I begrudgingly hire someone else to do it. Yeah.
0: I, so I'm going to suggest to you, Deb, to rethink that just a teeny bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I've been, I have been on the web since 1995. So mm-hmm. if you look behind me for those that could see it, I've got a bronze statue. It's a bucking, bucking bronco. It's it's the same one that's typically in the, in the overall office. Mm-hmm. It's from Frederick Remington. And what happened in 1995, I created a, Website to sell bronze statues. Now, clearly, I don't have a bronze foundry, or if, if it's not clear, I don't have a bronze foundry. So, <laughs> I basically made a deal with a bronze foundry, or uh, increased the price by three to four times, and drop shipped. And I mm-hmm. decided I needed one myself. So, I have built hundreds of websites, and about a decade ago, I, I, what happens with Something like that. Yes, it's easy to do, <laughs> and yeah. it's easy to update. Mm-hmm. What happens though is you—you, you, it's sort of like going to Costco, right? You, mm-hmm. you all of a sudden, you—you you get in the door and you don't leave for an hour or two, and you've got right. all this stuff uh, in your yeah. basket,
2: and you get a bunch of stuff you really didn't need.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, what I might suggest, and so right now, even the minor stuff, I've outsourced it all, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's painful, right? Oh, yeah. uh, it sometimes it's painful because you know there's something that could take minutes to do that you did for instance, I did something a decade ago and I knew my program, he just didn't know how to do it. So then I had to go in and explain, okay, here's the HTML stuff you have to look for. Do a Google search on this and then you'll be able to solve that. Right. Mm-hmm. And and uh but generally speaking, what you really got to look at the most important thing you have to do in business is is A, you got to make your existing customers happy. That's mm-hmm. important. Um, you got to continue to build product for tomorrow. But the most important thing is you need to have new customers coming all the time. Right. And anything that's not directly helping you to bring customers into it. And by the way, I have to listen to this advice myself, by the way. Oh, uh-huh.
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but anything that's not directly bringing in new. I spend probably a little bit too much time on building product for tomorrow because mm-hmm. I love constructing right. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but I need to right now redirect my attention to, okay, uh, clients, <laughs> okay, Focus is this, this. bringing mm-hmm. in money tomorrow? Okay, mm-hmm. no. Okay, put it aside.
2: <laughs> right, right, keep just, just put it on the to do list. But you know, right now, no.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: Okay. Well, oh my gosh, we just jumped into the discussion. I didn't even introduce you because we were having so much fun. So oh, I guess I should sorry. tell people a little bit about you. <laughs> so Mitchell Levy is the Aha guy at Aha that, who empowers experts thought leaders, and businesses to share their genius. His superpower is extracting the genius from your head in a two-hour interview so that his team can ghostwrite your book and make you an Amazon best-selling author in four months or less. He is an accomplished entrepreneur who has created 20 businesses in Silicon Valley, including four publishing companies that have published over 800 books. Mitchell is a TEDx speaker. I loved it. I listened to it. Everybody go look it up. An international best-selling author of over 60 business books. He's provided strategic consulting to over 100 companies, has advised over 500 CEOs on critical business issues, has been chairman of the board of a NASDAQ-listed company. In addition to these accomplishments, now, okay, these are the the most best accomplishments. He's been happily married for 29 years and regularly spends four weeks a year in a European country with his family and friends. So, okay, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Good to
0: be here. <laughs> nice to you know, chat with you.
2: <laughs> it, it, uh, and that, you know, you know we've, we've filled the hour. No, um, yeah, you know, it it really is so much fun talking with you because we do, we just can hit the ground running. And, and that's, what's so much fun about this. And, but it's now for those who you, you know, you and I have chatted before. So that is part of why we can, can hit the ground running. Not that you've been a guest on the program, but, and hopefully you'll be a repeat guest, but you know, we've got tons of great stuff to talk about with you. And so, you know, you're probably going to have to be a repeat guest just because we're not going to make it through the notes, but the, you I mentioned your TEDx talk. And then you've got a new book out through your company, and we'll obviously talk about that because I love the concept of how you guys work with people to write books, but your new book is called Being Seen and Being Heard as a Thought Leader, and I think thought leader is kind of one of the new terms that people are are throwing about, but it's very important, and especially in this day and age when there's so much clutter, so much going on, you know, if you're reading Twitter, there's 900 billion tweets that go across in, you know, 30 seconds, all these distractions. And so we have to set ourselves apart from that chaos and that din by being a thought leader. So how do you define a thought leader?
0: You know, the, the, it's an interesting question and it's a term that some people would say it is overused and other people would say, ah, this is important. I want to be one. And then I, I would always say, why? Right. And, and so let me, let me help you understand. And for those who want to know more, if you, if you watch the TED Talk, so just Google Mitchell Levy TED Talk, or you can go to aha.pub, A-H-A dot P-U-B slash TED Talk. And it'll bring you to a page where you could see some images from the day of the event and watch the watch the talk itself. And or if you just want to watch a a one-minute sizzle reel from the TED Talk, we got that too. And so what happens is let's let's say over 10 years ago, right? So the, the term thought leader meant something completely different. Mm-hmm. It means something different today. So we are, and this is what the TED Talk uh, really covers, is we're in the most massive transformation that humankind has ever gone through. We are in the, map, in the transformation from the industrial age to the social age. Mm-hmm. And between 1920 and 2019, that 100-year span, we've only made it 50% of the way there. Wow. So if you take a look at the transformation that has happened over the last 100 years, what I'm going to say is that other 50% is not going to take 100 years. It's going to take one or two decades. Mm-hmm. So in the next 10 or 20 years, everything you see is going to be different. Anything you do, every business you have, everything that you do today and know about and services that you either take advantage of or deliver is going to change
1: mm-hmm.
0: by definition. It has to. So what I was trying to think about is, is how, how do we do business tomorrow? And how we do business tomorrow is, it's a simple term, we do business with those that we know, like, and trust. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is a thought leader? A thought leader is, falls in the category of somebody who is known and somebody who's trusted, mm-hmm. right? So you're known, people know who you are, and you're trusted because they, they understand that you could do the job that they say you can do. And so in the TED Talk, I go through what all that means. What I What I want to do is say that, I am of the belief that a the terms thought leader and recognized expert should be used synonymously. Okay. Right? Thought leader and recognized mm-hmm. expert. Because guess what? In the old days, our thought leaders were given to us by the publishing companies, the broadcast mm-hmm. media, by the recording studios. Walter we Cronkite told,
2: said who we should pay attention to.
0: Exactly. Well, and the people at whatever channel he was, because remember, there was only three channels. I right. can't remember if it was ABC or CBS ABC, or NBC. CBS,
2: and NBC. Right,
0: mm-hmm. I can't remember which one. one but so the people who were in power mm-hmm. picked Walter Cronkite to be our thought leader. Mm-hmm. The people at the publishers were telling us who to read, mm-hmm. at the broadcast media, who we were going to see on the big screen and the little screen,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the recording studios, who we were going to listen to in music. Mm-hmm. And, and when they said, here's your thought leader, what it meant from a book perspective is that author had to know the industry and be well-versed and spend a thousand hours writing their book, and they would then sort of put on a pedestal, and, and typically the thought leader would say jump, and, and their flock... Because mm-hmm. thought leaders back then treated their following as a flock. Their flock would say how high. Right. All right. Nowadays, everyone has a camera. Everyone has a microphone. The democratization of thought leadership has happened, period. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, it's happened. Right. Anyone who wants to can build an audience. Mm-hmm. And whether or not you do it with with uh, verbal cues only, like a show like this, or you do it with a visual cues and, and you have a TV show or YouTube or whatever it is. And so what you need to do is be able to present information in such a way, content in such a way, wisdom in such a way, whatever it is, that there's an audience who follows you. There's mm-hmm. an audience who's interested in you, an audience who wants to participate in you. So let's now step back. What is an expert? Mm-hmm. Let me give you the most simple definition of an expert. Somebody who is paid to provide a service. Mm. Now, if you open up a lemonade, lemonade stand on a corner mm-hmm. and somebody pays you for lemonade, guess what? You're an expert. Right. Now, if they don't come back the next day, you got to wonder whether or not you had horrible customer service or a horrible product, Mm -hmm. right? So your expertise may not last very long and Mm -hmm. you, over time, if you keep getting paid and you keep having customers and keep enjoying what you do, you're going to learn your craft and even be better at it. Mm -hmm. So an expert is somebody who gets paid for a service. A recognized expert is the person that when you have a, when your audience or potential audience has a problem, they think of you. Right. So what I think about often is how do I put myself, how do I put my clients in a position so that when their audience says, I have a problem with X, whatever that is. So I have a problem because I don't have any time for LinkedIn. My LinkedIn profile stinks. I'm not getting enough attraction to my LinkedIn. You know, the type of stuff you do, Mm
1: -hmm. right?
0: Is how do I do it effectively? How do I do it where I don't spend time or I just spend the time I need and I outsource everything else, right? Mm -hmm. That's the stuff that is relevant for you to talk about, and how do you reach an audience? Because there are many people who do this. Mm-hmm. There's just no other Deb Crier, right? Nope. So, how do you put yourself out there as a recognized expert in a space that you do that you help satisfy a particular issue? Mm-hmm. And that is, so for instance, one of the things you do is you you do it for adult communities,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Actually. Uh, that that senior could living. sound bad. Not Triple X. <laughs> yeah.
1: Senior we'll living communities. Senior I knew there's
0: so communities, <laughs> guys. So if your mind was going to Triple <laughs> yes. X, no, no, sorry, no, 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 come back, that's not come what back. We okay. <laughs> so, so what happens is there should be a specific website focused on just that. Mm-hmm. There could be a online show focused on just right. that. Mm-hmm. There should easily be a book focused on that because mm-hmm. what happens is. If somebody who is an executive director or a marketing person for a senior community says, man, I, you know, th- this this online stuff or um, in that particular case, I might actually do advertising at ARP. So somebody sees in, in the ARP magazine an article that says, God, you know what, guys, senior community, you need to, there are more and more older adults using LinkedIn. You need to be on it and do it effectively. Mm-hmm. They want to be able, to, you need to see you, mm-hmm. right? Need to see you because what happens is as a thought leader, right, your job in the old days it was you solve the problem for mankind, right? Right. In today's world, is you're the curator mm-hmm. that solves a problem for for humankind, mm-hmm. right? So you're the person who remember all the content that you create that you share doesn't have to be yours. As a matter of fact, only twenty percent of the content that you share should be yours. Right. The rest should be other people because mm-hmm. when I go to somebody to solve a problem, like so, for instance. Deb, if I went to you and said, you know, I've got a family member. Mm -hmm. They run a senior community. I want to introduce you, but I'm not sure I should. Tell me why. Okay, you got 30 seconds. I don't care about what you say. Mm -hmm. You have 30 seconds to demonstrate to me that you have enough expertise that I will not be embarrassed to to share you. Right. Right? Simple. Mm -hmm. That's what you have to think about. And more importantly, if I, so I talked to you, but I didn't remember that you were doing mm-hmm. LinkedIn for mm-hmm. senior, so somehow you need to make sure that I know that mm-hmm. as somebody who might be a good referral partner for you. Mm-hmm. So a recognized expert is somebody who has made it easy for people either in their community or people who know people in their community mm-hmm. to recognize there's a pain point you solve. Right. Right. Yes. And that, that to me is where thought leadership and, and recognize expertise. That's where it comes in. That's
2: where it's important. Well, and I love that you talk about that. It's not all just what you're pontificating because we get tired of, you know, hearing from, from somebody now. I mean, there are some people that everything they say you know, is fairly important. I mean, you know, uh, you pay attention to somebody like Warren Buffett when Warren Buffett speaks. Do you listen? And you know, but not all, not all the time. And he's probably borrowing from somebody else, right? So you know, part of being that thought leader is researching you know, reading, educating yourself. You know, I, I love in, in uh, your your book, one of the, the concepts that you talk about is we should always, always, always be learning more. It's part of why I love this program. You know, every single program, I learn something from somebody. And, you know, even if it's a subject I've either talked about or know personally, I interviewed somebody about LinkedIn yesterday and she told me something that I did not know (laughs) (laughs) and felt rather foolish that I didn't know it. So I immediately went and fixed it. So that was perfect. But we should always be educating ourselves. But then the important thing is exactly what you said, sharing that. You know, hey, I found this great tip from, you know, you know, insert name here, right? And and you know, thought that that other people would like to know it, and you know, and and so it is. It's that curator, and I think that's one of the things that sometimes people, and maybe it's their ego. They're like, well, I don't want to share somebody else's content. You know, I can, I only want to. I want them to think about me. No, you know, I want to know that that you're well read, that you're educated, that you're keeping up exactly. with what's going
1: on.
0: Yeah, you what you want to know is that if I'm going to go to Deb Cryer to help me with my LinkedIn stuff, Mm -hmm. that she could tell me what her competitor is doing and when I should use a competitor versus when I should use her. Right. Because then I feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And there are
2: perfectly good times when you should use that competitor.
0: Oh, that's the cool part. Mm -hmm. If you have the integrity... To be able to, and the authenticity to be able to tell a client when they're, or a potential client when they should use somebody Mm -hmm. else, what that does, you've created a referral source. Right.
2: Yeah. And by the way, they're going to come back to you when it's
0: perfect Mm -hmm. and they're going to recommend other people. Mm
2: -hmm. Right. Well, and it's funny because now this is in your TEDx talk and in your book. You know, the the no like, trust thing, we we hear that over and over, but you define how we create trust. And it is that vulnerability, we'll, we'll kind of come back to that, integrity, like you said, you know, telling people. And sometimes it's, maybe it's not even referring to somebody else. Maybe it's just, I can't do that for you. For whatever reason, I mean, I might not like you. I might not, I might have a direct competitor I'm posting for. Might not have that knowledge, but to have that integrity, to turn that business away um, and then being authentic. And, and I think that's something that people are still struggling with that whole authenticity thing. And you and I were, were chatting before the program that we have to be who we are. And if that weeds some people out, okay. You know, I'd rather that they get weeded out at the very start then you know we get partway down the the process and figure out nah we're not supposed to to be working together.
0: Yeah, it, it's a it's fascinating. Uh I like the concept of the social age. Mm-hmm. Because in this and, and by the way, if you really want to know what's going on, and, and I made this recommendation the other day. A guy I was talking to, I think he was he's in his 60s starting stumping new for the older generation, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I said, so how many grandkids do you have? How many grandkids do you have between the ages of eight and 13? You mm-hmm. know, and he had three of them. Mm-hmm. I go, and, uh, and when's the last time you talked to them? Do you use FaceTime? Right. And do you actually ask them how they use the internet and how they communicate with each other. And, and and a lot of the answers were no.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Right. Right. I said, well, the first thing you want to do is whether you say it or not, pick up a mentor with your existing grandkids. Mm -hmm. Just say, Hey, listen, I'm an old fossil. I didn't grow up in this stuff. What do you do?
2: Show me how to do this. Show Mm -hmm.
0: me how to do it. And what do you do? And then think about who else needs that and why they need it and what's Mm -hmm. important about it. And what's nice about, that, that's, by the way, that's showing vulnerability.
1: Mm-hmm. In the old
0: days, your parents, your grand, great-grandparents, they would never tell you they don't know something. It's just no. not how we were raised. In today's world, here's what I do. It's very clear. It's very concrete. I'm either a good fit for you or I'm not. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, so I'll tell you, one of the things that I do on the, oh, so just, uh, we'll step back before I jump there. We'll step back. The thing to be thinking about, is I, it's via, it's mm-hmm. vulnerability, making mm-hmm. sure that you're, that it is okay to say you don't know something. Mm-hmm. It's integrity. And that is, if you're going to say you're going to do something to make sure you do it, that's where the project management stuff comes in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So you and I talked ahead of time. I promised to send you an email with, mm-hmm. with some information in it uh, before I go to bed tonight, close before close the business, you'll get that email. Cool. right? And then the authenticity is. And this is some people, this is where you say people have a hard time. What I'm going to say is the person who you hear now is that same person I talk with when I talk with my wife, I talk Mm -hmm. with my son, I talk with my family, I talk with my friends, I talk with my customers, I talk with my prospects. It's the same guy, Mm -hmm. right? And yeah, of course, there's probably some things I I don't want to publicly talk about, so I don't talk about them. Mm -hmm. I don't talk about politics. Mm -hmm. I typically don't talk about politics with the family, but with family and friends, I will. Mm -hmm. But publicly, it's not part of my brand, so I don't talk about it, Mm -hmm. right? And so the the thing that's interesting, life is so much easier if you're that authentic self. If you're the person who you think you are, trust me, if you try it, and that's it's part of the TED Talk as well, if you try it, you're going to feel a lot more whole. And here's the other thing. You become a magnet Mm -hmm. to the people who need you for the problems you solve. Right really really simple.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and it's a challenge. Um, you know, we've seen recently, especially in the news, where people did some things that, you know, they're not proud of. And and it has come back to bite them. Now, there are always, you know, I'm I'm sorry, nobody's perfect. And it, now clearly there are some things that people did when they were younger that no. I mean that that really, sh- you know, there there are some issues, but you know, I I tell you know I, I love the saying you know when people say you know would you ever go back and not do something? No, everything I did has made me who I am today. Hopefully, I learned my lesson from it. You know, it's kind of like the you know I, I I actually really was one of those kids that stuck a bobby pin in an electric socket and you know across the room. Hopefully, I learned and never did that again. Um, you know, so. It, there are things that... Well, oh, better you, than your tongue. I know. This is true. You know, I, you know, I, I grew up in Colorado. I didn't stick my tongue on the, the cold poles, but I knew people who did because, of course, we told them to. Um, but, you know, part of who we are is what we have done in the past. And so, but I think people are afraid of that now because it's, you know, how are they going to be judged for what they did in the past? So they're back to, to you know, and... Hey, I don't see it,
0: Perfect. Deb, I don't. I, I don't see it. What I see, and, and it's a great segue into kind of what I do with books, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What what I see is if you're if you're straightforward of who you are, if you do things. like – I think one of the the books I showed you, which was which which was sort of uh, so much fun, is is a book called. So I'll tell you the book and then we'll go into what we do. The book called It's You're Crazy. How the hell are we going to do that?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? That's not your normal title. No. But let me tell you what this book is for. Uh, it's, it's a guy by the name of Joe Phillips. Mm-hmm. Joe runs a, a set of CEO networking groups in Southern California. Mm-hmm. He has 20 seats at the table.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So he is often asked because he's been doing it and he's got a great career and good background, he's often asked to speak and be in front of CEOs and people go, how do I get in your group or how do I, how do I get involved with that? How do I be a good CEO? He wanted a tool, which was an educational piece.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He wanted a tool, which was a credibility piece. Mm-hmm. And he also wanted a tool, which was a screening piece. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is he's got 20 seats. Mm-hmm. When a seat opens up, He's got more than enough people who who are actually interested. Right. And one of the things he could say now is, hey, did you read my book? Mm-hmm. And and then he could go, and by the way, tell me about your employees. Because if your employees, if you're not willing to be the type of CEO where your employees say you're crazy, mm-hmm. how the hell are we going to do that? You don't belong at, at a seat at my table.
2: Right. Because that's right? the and culture that he has for that, that mastermind group. It's, well, it's, it's the culture
0: that he would like you to install in your company, mm-hmm. right? So what's fascinating is what we do with books is, is I'm actually truly bringing out the authentic person. Mm-hmm. And the person I want to bring out, the person who, who I'm looking for, I actually call it a C pop. It's a customer point of pain. So what you need to think yourself, and Deb, based on our beginning conversation, because you got three C pops, mm-hmm. so you may want to pick two to focus mm-hmm. on or, or one to start, yeah. right? mm-hmm. or, you know, or try to come up with a more generic one that covers all three audiences, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a little bit of conflict. If you really think about the three audiences, a little bit of conflict with some of them, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you want to think about as a practitioner, whether you're selling a product or a service, is what is your CPOP? What is, who is your customer mm-hmm. and what pain point are you solving? Mm-hmm. And for me, when we do the two hour interview and, and I use we generically right now, it's Mitchell Levy does a two hour interview pulling your genius. The we is I have a team of graduates who are, who have graduated from the aha, that writing school. They actually write the manuscript. Mm-hmm. So what we do, what I do, sorry, we, I, I, okay, just, just <laughs> hit myself with that. I, what I do it, what I'm trying to do is pull out your genius. I'm mm-hmm. trying to pull out the real you that is the C-pop you truly solve for your client because mm-hmm. what happens, imagine, and this is where, and I'm just going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to hold up my book. So you imagine it's, it's a picture of me. It's orange color. It's a picture of me on the front cover. It's a half face picture. And imagine if I have 10 or 15 seconds to introduce myself in front of a crowd. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say a bunch of credibility statements and at the end you go, oh, I want to know about this guy, right? Because imagine most of the time when people stand and cry, I'm a best-selling author, mm-hmm. I'm a coach, I'm a speaker. That doesn't say anything, particularly if you're, you're in a room of coaches. Coaches, authors, yeah. Coaches, yeah. Right? So here's what I'll say. Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, TEDx speaker, and international best-selling author of the book, and I'll typically hold up the book and then I'll say, of the book called being seen and being heard as a thought leader. I don't need to say anything else Mm -mm. because what happens is I've given a book. If you're in the audience, you're like, I kind of want to be seen. I want to be heard. I want to learn about this thought leadership stuff. You may talk to me and, and I've written 62 books. So I, I, what I'll do is I'll hold the book. That's most relevant, right? Mm -hmm. I've got, I've got another one here. Um, this was done from the organization that you're also part of. It's called the C-Suite Executives Guide to Success. So the C-Suite Network, uh, of which this show is on, has Mm -hmm. 50,000 members. There happens to be 200 C-Suite Network Advisors. So what happens in this book, there's a subtitle and and right on the cover, it's the C-Suite Network Advisors Guide to the C-Suite Executives Guide to Success, right? Mm -hmm. It's their support. So, I went ahead and asked 200 of their members uh, what makes a good C-suite exec. Mm-hmm. And, and what's fascinating is is I've got a list of 40 of them who responded who are all part of this book.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so now there's a book where you've got 40 of your peers. And when you're sharing it out, it's like, oh, here is an executive guide to success. And now, by the way, here's what you do with a book. Our books have 140 bite-sized quotes, seven blog posts. You come up with a quote that's the most powering, the most influential, the most mm-hmm. interesting. And so when you hand somebody a book, notice I use the word, when you hand somebody a book. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't foolishly think that your job is to write a book and sell lots of copies. No. Your book is to write a book, or in, in our case, have somebody write a book for you mm-hmm. based on your content, your information, your your, your interview have a book that you then hand to your prospects. Now, when you hand somebody your, your book, you make sure that they know what page is relevant for them, so what aha message is most relevant, mm-hmm. and you do an autograph that's personalized to them. Because then it's special. Right. Right? So, mm-hmm. so my book, Being Seen and Being Heard as a Thought Leader, aha number four is absolutely my favorite aha message. So let me share with you what it is. So somebody says, what's a thought leader? Maybe one of the things I should say is next time somebody asks me that question, Deb, I'll answer it differently. I'll say, hey, let me read your quote from my book because that tells you what a thought leader is, right? Mm -hmm. And so what aha number four says is good thought leaders are at the top of the mountain. Great thought leaders are at the bottom of the mountain helping others climb up. I love that. What does that mean, right? And you say to yourself, am I good or great? Am I helping other people climb up and solve whatever problem it is that I help other, or am I just sort of sitting on top of the mountain, preaching answers and hoping people think about things, right? It's it's, if you could make a statement in three to four seconds that causes the other person to think or even completely transform what they do. That's beautiful. That's what aha messages are. Mm -hmm. That's what you need to get pulled out.
2: You know, and I love the concept of your book. So let's let's focus on that a little bit and then we'll, you know, we're going to have a lot of fun with this no matter what. So you do work with authors to write their books and many people should have books. You know, one of the biggest people, you know, audiences that that need to have books are Professional speakers because they do they they hold up their book and they say I have written this it's kind of that social proof type of thing um, you know and 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 then there's you know all these people I have people all the time I've you know I've I've been dealing with having cancer for three years and and I, you know it's it's one of those just in many cases, absolutely hilarious things. I mean, if it could go wrong with me, it did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, but there's been so many funny things too. I mean, all sorts of stuff and at least once a month, somebody says, you are writing a book, right? <laughs> you know? I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, and, and I, and I, and I don't journal. I mean, that's definitely not me. So that's, you know, so yeah. So it, People are always being told, oh, you should write a book about. You know, I talked to somebody the other day who has nine kids. He should write a book, right? You know, and, and so you have this service that basically ghost writes or helps, you know, depending on the, the level of support that they need. But I, I love this concept of the 140 just small snippets. And each one of them are basically things that you can share on social media. The really cool thing is you give people the ability to do that for free. Hello, for free, um, and you know. So for the people who are going, I never know what to share on social media. I don't know. Yeah, you know, okay, just go to Aha that, and and you know, that's that's one of the things right there. Is you can there's all this great curated content that helps you become that thought leader. You know, here we are. Well, we're, we're circling around on this, but it, it was you know you as you said you know you've written uh, you know several of these books. They're fast reads, you know, and there's space on each one for people to write notes. Now, I didn't do that because I was reading the digital version. And, you know, I tend to get a little cranky if I write on my own computer screen. But, uh, but, um, oh,
0: but here's how you could take notes, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So if you go to ahathat.com, uh, platform, <laughs> free to use, free to share, A-H-A-T-H-A-T.com. And just so you know, I just got a registered trademark for yeah! uh, that, So I'm excited about that. So – um. What happens is there are 47,000 pieces, 47,000 aha messages, 47,000 mm-hmm. quotes, and the platform is free to use, free to share.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So if you want to take notes, Deb, what I do is, is when you see an aha message you like, share the entire aha message, but before you hit share, mm-hmm. add more to it, like ah. particularly if it's on LinkedIn or Facebook. Then say, okay, here's from this book. Let me tell you what this means to me Mm -hmm. and just document your notes, but do it online and social media. I mean, it's a, it's a win, win. You're sharing it. (laughs) You're sharing what it means to you and your audience is going, Oh, I get that. Right.
2: Well, and you know, so you are getting your thought out there. So for the people who think, well, I, you know, I, I don't want to share somebody else's content. Fine. Share. But then say, this is why it moved me, why it made me think, this is why I wanted to share it. Um, right. You know, and, and so that's, that's great. Oh,
0: it, and, it, it, the answer is if you don't want to share somebody else's content, that's okay, but you're going to go out of business. Right. I mean, let's just be, let's, let's do it. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. If you're not on social media, if at least a little bit. If you don't have a good LinkedIn presence, when mm-hmm. people check you out, they see you, mm-hmm. you don't exist. You will disappear. Right. Mm-hmm. Word of mouth marketing works, but needs to be reinforced by the, by the tools mm-hmm. that are now available that people look at. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I actually have a, bo- a book called Social Proof. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's from Ken Rashawn. Mm-hmm. I want to read AHA number 54. And, and this applies to you as well, but it says, if a marketer has no proof that they're a great marketer, it's akin to hiring a obese personal trainer. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it just, what happens is when you- It makes us go, aha, right? <laughs> it's aha. When you mm-hmm. read a book and think about that and and and, and what happens is the, the author's just reinforcing the message that like, yeah, you're right. I do need social proof. I need whether you're a marketer or something else, but Deb, can I add? You said something, and so let me let's talk about that. Sure. What you said is, I've been successful on the cancer journey, mm-hmm. and people say you're going to write a book because uh, there are funny things that happen. Right. Or I've got nine kids. You should write a book. Mm-hmm. So let me let me distill some notions, if you don't mind.
2: Not everybody should write a book.
0: Not, not and and in particular, like I get a lot of people come to me and say, listen, I want to write my life story. It's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And the answer is by definition, most, I don't want to say a hundred percent, most everyone's life story is phenomenal. Right? If if you've done interesting things Mm -hmm. in life, your life story is phenomenal. And the people who care about it is your family, Mm -hmm. particularly the future generations of family. Right. So if you want to write a book on your life story, don't. Mm-hmm. What I'd recommend you do is hold a camera to yourself. Ask ah. yourself four questions. Spend mm-hmm. 15 minutes answering each question. Mm-hmm. Put it up on YouTube or, mm-hmm. or, or create a Vimeo account. Put it up and say, this is my life story. Mm-hmm. And boom, then you're done. It's right. easy. Mm-hmm. If you're a parent of nine children and you've done an amazing job, don't write a book on being a parent of children if your job is project management.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Write a book about project then management. Because
2: like, wait, this doesn't make sense. Uh-huh.
0: Write a book on project management. And by the way, I'm good at what I do. I've got nine kids I've got
2: I, to manage. I manage them every day. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: The book that you write, and this is where it's really tough, and, and we'll use something that's not personal to you, Dan, is, is as we get older, we sometimes have parents that age and need to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. And I often have people come to me because their parent just passed away and they spent five, six years. They stopped their lives to take care of their parents. Mm-hmm. And they go, man, I've got all this expertise and I just made it so much easier for my mom or dad to live. I want to write a book.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, so here's my first question. So what, because you don't monetize on book sales. Right. So if you're going to spend all this time and effort of your life writing a book, mm-hmm. then how are you going to make money off of it? Do you want to open up a home to help other re- tired people? Do you want to go around the country and talk about taking care of people? In that case, who's going to pay you? And mm-hmm. and and typically, all the answers to that is no. And the answer, once again, my answer is, oh, don't write a book.
2: Right. There's lots the, of other ways you can save, save your memories.
0: Here's the concept. The concept of a book, it's a credibility piece. Mm-hmm. It's really simple. If you have a problem that you're solved that you're particularly good at, or even if if somebody keeps telling you to write a book, what you want to think about is what is the reason why these sort of people would hire me. Mm-hmm. And then if you could take what you've learned, where you have expertise and write a book whose title is either, I, I call it the CPOP or the anti CPOP. So mm-hmm. it's, it's the customer point of pain that they demonstrate or the results of them solving their pain. That's mm-hmm. the title of your book. That's what's worth writing about mm-hmm. because if you have an asset that when you're at a cocktail party and you just say, oh, by the way, my publisher did an Amazon bestseller campaign. And by the way, we, we bundle that into our books. Mm-hmm. So our Amazon did a bestseller campaign. And, and you know what? I hit international bestselling author in four countries. What book? What's the title mm-hmm. of your book? Or uh, or in a cocktail conversation, oh, I wrote a book. You don't have to talk about how you could sell yourself mm-hmm. if the title of your book sells you.
2: Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I love it because yeah, there are so many people that, oh, hey, you should write a book. But yeah. So first think why, why should you do that? Is it better to just journal? Um, You know, and, and, or is there some other way? My mom just did a, a great thing for friends and family for Christmas. My father was a character. I mean, he was, he was, you know, this great guy. He's, he actually passed away. Um, it's been a little over 10 years ago now. He was, he really, oh, anything and everything. I mean, very, you know, he had all sorts of very cool things happen. But she, you know, she did it by, you know, know, typing. Now, my mom's 86, very computer literate. In fact, she texts every day. So much fun. Um, And so she, she wrote it all out. She scanned the pictures in. I mean, this is great. And she went and she had copies made. So she had like 20 copies made. So we all got this. It's this great thing. And, and, but that was the biggest audience that it needed to be for, um, you know, and, and so that, you know, there's, but yeah, as a business tool. And so that's what people need to think about is, you know, how can this be used as a business tool? Um, you know, and, and, you know, is it, is it your entree in all these various things because it comes back to credibility. I mean, you know, the second you tell, well, Hey, I wrote a book. Have you read it? You know, it's an Amazon bestseller. All these various things—it's—it's it's like this little credibility meter goes ding 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 ding. And,
0: and here's what's interesting about uh, about the process and what we do, and that is, I'm <laughs> I'm helping you. If you say you wrote a book and then you follow up, hey, can I tell you my favorite quote from the book?
1: Mm-hmm. No
0: one's going to say no,
1: right? And oh. and
0: so it may not be your absolute favorite. It may be the favorite that's relevant to the person you're talking to. Right. So I'm giving you speaking points. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and here, I, I'm going to give you another, but this is my favorite. You know this guy, right? Bill Wallace.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Bill's another C suite guy. He runs a group in Dallas, been do, running for 30 years called Success North Dallas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Bill had a 50,000 word manuscript and he was sitting at it for five years because it just didn't feel like him. Mm-hmm. So he went through the process. We did the interview, we created the book, we launched it uh, late last year. It was absolutely beautiful. And I've curated over 150,000 AHA messages. I'm going to share with you my favorite. This is by far my favorite AHA message of anything ever done. Mm-hmm. And it's from Bill Wallace's book. And it's the book called Being a callus for Success. And what I'm going to say, and I'll say this ahead of time. So I'm setting expectations. So maybe I'm setting them too high. But when you hear this, you can't unhear it. Right When you hear something that is going to take three or four seconds and you can't unhear it, Mm -hmm. that is what an aha message is. Mm -hmm. That is what, don't I want to get to know Bill? Don't I want to learn a little bit more? Don't I want to be a better human Mm -hmm. so that I could say that myself? So here's what Bill says. It's aha number three. It says, living a good life is determined by the smiles that appear on the faces of others every time they see you and they keep that smile after you've gone. Aww. Simple, mm-hmm. straightforward, mm-hmm. but a guy who's a servant leader who's teaching companies on how to create companies you want to work for and you want to do business with, Right. you got to read Bill's book mm-hmm. and, and he's just an amazing human. And so that's the, the thing that's fascinating is how do, you, how do you take the concepts, which are you? and package them into small bite-sized formats. Now, if you're really good at that and you're doing tons of Insta- Instagram stuff, uh, you, could, you could write your own book. If you're not as good at that as, as you need to be, that's what we do is we'll pull that out. That's what our writers do is I'll pull it out in a conversation because, Deb, I listen in AHA messages. Mm-hmm. So as you're speaking... I mean, you you know this as a a radio host, you know this as a public speaker, you know this as particularly a TV, you got two minutes on TV, Mm -hmm. Uh, you got to have three or four aha messages and figure out which one's most appropriate because that's what they're, or a three-point list or just something crisp. Mm -hmm. So if this is not something that's your expertise, that's one of the things that we just deliver essentially for free Mm -hmm. is we're giving you the messages that you then use to help attract people to you Mm -hmm. because it comes back down to people need to know you like you trust you Mm -hmm. and if you could say something that resonates in their head they they not only know you they'll remember you
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, they'll like you if you do it in a nice way versus a rude way Mm -hmm. and and the trust is oh this person gets me Mm -hmm. and it's in their book oh my god i gotta talk to them
2: right well, and, you know, one of the things that, that really caught my attention are these bite-sized pieces. Because I think when people are thinking, I have to write a book, they're thinking 50,000-word manuscripts, you know, and, and all those various things. and and But people, you just said it, they don't remember the 50,000-word manuscript. They remember a sentence here, a sentence there. So why not just have 140 of those that, you know maybe two or three resonate with somebody um you know so i'm i'm looking at the the ones for your your book and so one of them is being a thought leader is about how you can help people and be of greater service to others and that was written by teresa d you've you've co-written this book with several um and so yeah you know just these short little things that people can remember now obviously it depends on your business you know if if as as to whether you can even do this but because you might be in a business where it doesn't, but actor, I,
0: there's, there's very actor. few, of, there's very yes. few of those. Right. I, I was going to tap. I was going to read one. Uh-huh. <laughs> so listen guys, this may not be you. This is a company we're working with. It's called micro focus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They do, they do it. Operation automation. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're going to talk 10 minutes on this, God, I, everyone to go away. I'm going to give you three or four seconds. The, the, the book is called next generation. It operations. hmm they had an event they which were at which sounds
2: boring right
0: yeah it sounds boring and they were there was an event they were at yesterday they had 200 copies with them the books went way before even before lunch all 200 books were gone they started mm-hmm. taking cards so they could mm-hmm. get more books wow. right
1: mm-hmm. so you
0: know this may not be terribly intriguing to you but what it does is it helps fine-tune their messaging Mm -hmm. so they do automated tools to help you manage like if you if using amazon web services Mm -hmm. or other cloud-based services Mm -hmm. they have tools that help you manage that so and by the way this is random i just turned to aha number 81 Mm -hmm. it says integration and automation go hand in hand your tools need to be integrated first before implementing automated remediation for better and faster results so what it's really something you
2: do you're like Oh, uh
0: uh-huh. aha. Yeah. And and it it's one of those obvious things mm-hmm. cuz what what it's basically saying is don't automate before you figure it out manually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And, right? And it's like, "Oh. But yeah, mm-hmm. of
2: course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And well, and it's it, it's not industry specific. I mean, you know, that's it, pretty much anything goes with that. And, and I
0: think that's the that's the thing that's fascinating is it all of a sudden the author and what we did is we took three people who actually worked for the company and they're Mm -hmm. all three Mm -hmm. co-authors. We're now doing a updated version of that book. So that book was not on, uh, we did not share that with a distribution channel. Mm -hmm. So if you want to do a book like on corporate culture, Mm -hmm. I would recommend like the Zappos book. You Mm -hmm. put it on the distribution channel, have everyone have it. But in this particular case, they wanted the first draft out for this event. Mm-hmm. We're doing another draft where we now are getting forwards from mm. both customers and high level execs inside the company. Oh, okay. And so the book that we actually distribute in the book channel will be the one that's the updated one after getting some feedback from others.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Once again, what we're looking at is not spending a couple hundred hours or a thousand hours and years of your time wasted because mm-hmm. you're not sales and marketing writing your book. What we're talking about is putting out an asset mm-hmm. that will get people to talk about you, get people to interact with you, learn, grow. And as you learn and grow, you can modify it over time. Mm-hmm. And, and basically, and, and I think we talked about this even before the, our conversation, this is what's important for most people. And it's another aha moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Many things you do in life, the journey may be more important than the destination. Right. Whether it's writing a book, whether it's mm-hmm. getting a, a degree, whether it's going for professional certification, whether it's helping a client, because if you do it right, you're going to learn, you're going to learn, you're going to grow, you're going to meet. It, how about doing customer testimonials for a client,
1: mm-hmm. right,
0: if you're in that business? Right. The journey is so beautiful because you're meeting all of your clients' clients, mm-hmm. which may also be interested in your service. You, mm-hmm. Now you can't sell them directly. Right. But That's if you had a book, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you had a book mm-hmm. that said um, how to do great customer testimonials, well, then you say, hey, do you mind if I send you my book in case you're ever interested in that? And by the way, you're great at what you do, right? Mm-hmm. And once again, you're you're not selling, you're just sharing information that when they need it, you've made it available and easy for them to have.
2: Right. Yeah, because we talk all the time about, uh, you know, on the, the program and in life and all those things, we can't be salespeople, you know, nobody wants to be, you know, the, and and so I think that's why when we say, you know, you're in sales, we all make faces at it. There's bad ways to do sales, and there's the good ways to do sales. And, and you know, we need to learn more and more about how to be that good salesperson. Um, you know, and, and you know, I love the business people who say, well, I'm not in sales. Okay, then how do you get new clients and and new customers if you're not in sales? Well, I don't like sales. No, everybody's in sales. And in a company, you need to figure that every person in your company is in sales. And I don't care if they're in the mailroom or they're in the C-suite because when they're out and about, if somebody says, who do you work for? What do you want them to say? You know, know, or, you know, do you want them to be proud of where they work? And, and, you know, and so, yeah, everybody is in sales. So that
0: is a, ready? That's not just an aha. That is a, that is a money aha.
2: Oh, wait,
1: look. (laughs)
2: <laughs> we love Joel, right? Yes, we do. Um, and, and yeah, it, it's it really is one of those things that people tend to forget. Is we're and we we always should be in kind of that sales mode, but not hitting people over the head with it. Um, you know, we we talk about used car salesmen, snake oil salesmen, all of those various things. And you know, it's uh, but there there are certainly ways to do this. And, and a big part of it is as we've been saying to be that thought leader yeah, you know, you're, you're, not, not you're not saying selling. i have this you're product educated. and i'm selling it yeah right right um, but but yeah and and you know again i love the content that you guys provide this this sharing of content because that is probably the biggest thing when i am working with people that they tell me is we don't have time where do we get stuff to share i don't know what to share and all i see out there is crap so you know to have this great content from all of these fabulous authors already created you know we 're definitely going to hit that eighty percent of you know is is you know somebody else 's content. And it's it's great stuff, you know. I love. I do um, three times a week. I I share quotes. Some of them are very personal quotes. I mean, I shared one today that was talking about even broke crayons still color, um, you know. And and, and <laughs> yeah, like, right, it's somebody right. else's quote. It's not mine. But um, you know, and and but people who who know what I've gone through definitely know that that is something that is applicable. Some of them are just funny. I mean, I, I've got one that is you know that the, the uh, you know, I'm I'm a, a small business owner, and so if you hear me talking to myself, don't interrupt because I'm having a staff meeting.
1: <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's beautiful.
2: Some like that, but, but there's also inspirational things that, that I'm sharing, and so I'm sharing other people's content. Um, and then then when we share our own, we've already made ourselves reliable, credible, trustworthy, believable, all of those various things.
0: Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> oh. Holy cow! We've come full circle, which is good because we're almost at the top of the hour. Oh my gosh! You know, and we didn't even get through all of my notes here, and (laughs) so it just obviously means that we have to have you on again. Um, I
0: I I think we should consider doing an anthology book together where we support you doing that and. (laughs) why don't we use one of our episodes, depending on where we are in the anthology to either talk about it. Maybe it's already done or maybe we're part way through, but we can educate. We can educate people while we're doing this of, mm-hmm. of and what would happen is you would, you would talk about the stories, right? Because right. mm-hmm. people think about this silly anthology thing and they, what they, they're thinking about the destination, not the, not the journey, mm-hmm. right? So if you're one of the people in the, in the destination you're thinking oh okay when i'm done i'm gonna have a book and then i'm gonna the book's gonna change my life well, it doesn't just mm-hmm. you know right because you do nothing with your book nothing's gonna happen mm-hmm. um if a unless
2: you're jk rowling no mm-hmm. yeah, unless
0: you're jk well if, if if a tree falls in a forest did it really fall if, mm-hmm. if an author writes a book even a an anthology book did they really write a book no unless you do something with it right okay the other thing is a person doing the anthology, don't think about the end destination of the book. Think about how many cool people do you meet along the way? Mm-hmm. And what stories do you, right. do you learn and grow and garner? And how could you help them be successful? Because if you're helping them be successful, they're going to want to help you and potentially be clients of yours mm-hmm. as well as other things. And right. oh, it's, yeah, it's just a nice journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so.
1: and,
2: you know, it, sometimes that little road gets a little bit bumpy, but it's a heck of a lot of fun. And if it's not a heck of a lot of fun, then we're doing something wrong. And, you know, that is one of the things that that people have told me, you know, that with, you know, everything I've been going through physically, I make people laugh. I mean, I have -hmm. have literally had people when I'm going in for my various surgical procedures that have said they're going to wait to give me the happy guest because they're having fun talking with me. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I'm like, well, they can't imagine you guess. getting happier. I know, I know, you know, and, and, well, oh yeah, they give me happy. And I, I, somewhere, somebody probably records what I'm saying on happy Gas. is probably not good. Um, but yeah, you know, and I tell them they have a very serious job and if I can make them laugh, then you know, that's great. And, uh, you know, and, and it, yeah, so it's, it's fun. And, and, and I joke, you know, they do that. What's your name? And what's your birth date? And I look at them and I smile sweetly and I say, Anastasia Beaverhausen. And then some of them get really upset with me. <laughs> you know, Like, oh, fine. Here's my name. You know, but you, know, you kind of have fun with it. Doesn't matter what's going on. You know, I went in for my 12th procedure recently. I was still like this. I mean, you know, you go in joking and you carry on and they're like, "Okay, this is fun." Um, but uh, but yeah, so we got to have fun with it and along the way share our knowledge and become those thought leaders so that people are thinking, "Hey, this is somebody that I really want to want to get to know better."
0: So be yourself, be authentic and make it easy for people to not just want to like you, but want to share you and and be comfortable doing business with you.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. And if they're not, for whatever reason, that's okay, too. You know, you mentioned politics. You know, the people who share their political views, some of them I want to work with, some of them I don't. That's okay. You know what? You know, it might be religion, might be what football team they're rooting for. You know, we just had that big game here in Atlanta. And, you know, so yeah, it's, it's okay to not be liked by everybody in the world. I'm with you. Okay, it, Mitchell, so we are at the top of the hour. Oh my gosh, you know, like I said, we definitely have to have you on again. But in the meantime, how do people find you and connect with you online and learn more about how to, to work with AHA That?
0: So let me give you a couple of URLs. I'll, I'll be quick. So if you want content to share in social media, go to ahathat.com, A-H-A-T-H-A-T.com. If you want to either write yourself or have us write for you, go to ahathat.com slash author. Mm-hmm. And that's where we have a three-step writing process and also how to, if you want to schedule time with me, there's a link there where you can actually get to my calendar and schedule time. If you want to listen to aha messages, in addition to this show, uh, 24 hours a day, go to aha that radio.com. What we've done, is we've taken our authors who have read their books and we stream them continuously. So you can listen to aha messages. Oh, I love that. And uh, thank you. And then if you want to reach out to me, Go to mitchelllevy 360com That's my name, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L, last name L-E-V-Y, 360.com. And what you'll see there is you can connect to me on the social media platform that you want to play on. Mm-hmm. So if it's LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter, um, I also play on Instagram, Snap, Pinterest. So connect to me on the platform that you want to play on and ask the questions on. I'm happy to respond there. And that is mitchellevey360.com.
2: Perfect. I love it. Well, Mitchell, I really can't wait to have you on again. And and so it's going to be so much fun. But until then, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a great time talking with Mitchell Levy and everyone have a great day.
0: Thanks. You too. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real life stories and techniques to power up your business.